This episode of Pot of the Jam is rated S for spoilers. You've been warned. In a dark time when hope was bleak, there lived a young girl whose only escape was in a legend. that reveal her destiny. There will be a journey that will make you believe. Who's introing? Am I doing it? Shall I do it this uh, time? Yeah, I reckon. Why not? It's about time. Yeah. Wee oui, wee, oui, bonjourno, aloha. Is that that's all saying hello? Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. <laughs> hello, everyone. Welcome to podcast of the Damned. This is one of our foreign feature film episodes, mm. um, and you, I'm very bilingual, as you can tell. Absolutely, I'm very bilingual. I'm very good at pretty much just asking where the toilet is in any country. Donde esta mi pantalones? I want to laugh, but I'm out of the joke. That means where are my pants? Where are my pants? Oh. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Hi, I'm Dean. I'm Emma. And I'm Shori. And we are diving into foreign horror films. Yay. Which, before we dive into the actual films, this was hard. Like, uh, was a there's lot. a lot. There's, well, yeah. yeah, there's a lot. And I, I have to say, it was a bit of a roller coaster for us to even get to the point where we were ready <laughs> with a set of films to talk about. Because it's like us to not get to the point. No, no, not at all. So um, just like with the past couple of episodes, today's episode, we're recording two in one. Yes. Uh, so we, we, when we do that, we, we gave ourselves a week off between recording and yes. we're like, yeah, we all need that breather. We've been going mm-hmm. pretty hard. And then went, let's do six foreign films all at once <laughs> to do it a recording. And yeah, it was, it was hard to kind it, of narrow down. You know what? It was, yeah. So I think to start with, it was really hard for us to pick and we were all like, yeah. ah, you know, frantically by text mm-hmm. message going, but I, I I can't choose. And then this was, I believe this was one of the first subgenres where we actually had a couple of films that we took off the list. Yeah. We were mm-hmm. originally going to watch and we, I think three films in the end, like yeah. we either watched the trailers and one of us went, oh, no, that's a bit intense. Yeah. Or we actually started watching the film and went, oh, no. Well, we can um, mention them. Like we, we started Raw. Yeah. I started so Raw one and of I the went, things, One of the things well, we need to do, we agreed to do with this is we never wanted one of us to feel out of sorts with yeah. any films that we were reviewing. We yeah. all needed to at least be on a page. Even though we approach these films from completely different perspectives yeah. and love different things about mm. horror and mm. enjoy it immensely, we mm. never wanted one of us to feel on the outer in a viewing or that they weren't yeah. comfortable to view yeah. it. And, and it's it sounds like an odd thing to say. Right, because horror is yeah. a, a horrific there's a, and there's a difference a between negative being, connotation, but difference between being uncomfortable and Shory, what the fuck did you make me watch? Well, well that's Raw, right. Raw was my <laughs> choice, and what I've realised as well with foreign films, like I thought foreign films, I'm like I was I was listening to what Em and Shory were saying and going, oh maybe I'll just pick some of theirs, but I realised mm. when I just like in all foreign films I like to watch or all, all mm. world films that are about, from any non English speaking. Um, space. Mm-hmm. I like because I, I go, love going to film festivals, watching those type mm. of films, watching the shorts. For me, it's about going further. So I think 
every when I picked six, none of them were the options that you guys said were good. Yeah. And they were all like a little bit more full on because I like to go that little bit further. But they are. And, and it's something that's something about non-English speaking films for me is where they it's it's how they do it. But I did pick the yeah. film Raw and I thought it would in on a certain level it would be funny for the veganism of Shory. <laughs> Yeah. And that was, I was yeah. like, think of the fun we're going to have with this, and, and but yeah. that wasn't Turns the case. Out less funny, more disturbing. Yeah. More really disturbing. Like, but really you're disturbing. right, though, with the foreign horror, they they like there is some horror that in the English speaking world that pushes the envelope. Mm. A lot of foreign horror isn't even in the same envelope. Yeah, it's, no, it's not even in the agree. same postcode. And but that's I, what's kind I of interesting it. about it. Yeah. yeah, is because you're coming at, at at things from a completely different cultural context. Mm. So the idea of what's your standard scary and what's um, What's pushing beyond that is completely, completely different, yeah. and and I think that's why this was tricky for us because we we obviously we want to be able to have new and different experiences, but you know as as Dean said, part of what we we agreed to at the start of this podcast is that as much as it's horror, we we this sounds strange, we do this for the joy of it, like yeah. we we yeah. love horror, and we don't totally. want to ever be in a situation where one of us is like this just made me feel really yeah, bad yeah. and uncomfortable yeah. and, and, you know. But it's um, that hard thing of the genre that we picked as well is, mm. you know, where we've sat and there's been found footage, mm. there's been, everything sat within a bit of a, a connective field. Mm. Non-English speaking is pretty much all it is. Mm. And that's yeah. kind of like, wow, that could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, which opened up so many really good options and so many really crazy ones. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've discovered, because I think a couple of the films that we we vetoed were French horror movies and I was, I kind of, it's made me reflect like, wow, what's what's going on in France? I'm <laughs> yeah, really, there's some messed like, up shit. One day I, I will sit down and when I'm in the right, he, you know, headspace, I will probably sit down and, and watch, you know. I mean, there's a movie coming up and I don't want to spoil anything that I think we will cover later in this the podcast series that I know is going to be a challenge for me, but I'm going to sit, I'm going to watch it what because one? it's a classic. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. And, and I, yeah, okay. But I think the thing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, is, I think everyone's idea of what it is yeah. is always very different to what yeah. it actually is. But I, I agree. Um, I think, and I don't want to get on too much of a tangent here talking about it, I tried to start watching it once okay. and it's not about what it's not about what you see in that film. Yep. It's about everything about what it implies. Yeah. And without even getting very far into it, um, my housemate and I had to turn it off because we realised – we didn't realise what we were going into yeah. and we quickly realised, hang on, we're not in the right headspace mm-hmm. for this right now. Come back to and it. And this has been the crazy thing with me as well where in my busy homosexual life that I lead, mm. I, when we're doing, for some reason, whenever okay. we're doing, I know, right, yeah. whenever we're doing six episodes, I decide to try and watch them all in one day. I know. Before we record. Yeah. And I never plan it, but that's what happens. Yeah. And I, you do it like the day before, it. this massive crazy but marathon. But what's brilliant is because I let people know that's what I'm doing and people yeah. come in on their lunch breaks with their food into my house oh, and watch and are like, I just want to watch towards the end or when they finish work, pop in with a coffee and are just watching oh, with me. Oh, I love me, that. Which is great because and because when I've been telling people about how we're recording this, the number of people I know that love horror that yeah. I, yeah. I have never mentioned it before and I'm like, yeah, yeah horror's right. amazing. And, and horror this is, is universal why, genre. But it really is and it's it's I love sharing stories with a number of my friends whose partners mm. they will be on their phone or won't look at the tv or anything so they'll watch a horror movie together as a mm. couple but the other partner just won't engage mm. with it at all and i'm like mm. well, then invite me over yeah. I'm like yeah. i'll yep. watch it with you yep 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, I really – and I still really want us to actually – because you wouldn't – listeners probably will find this difficult to believe. Up until now, we still have never the three of us actually sat down and watched any no. of the films together. Bit was the and other one. Oh, yeah. Which one? Bit. Bit. But, but that, but was, that was pre- Hang on. That was before pre- – that was, that was the yeah. movie that inspired this podcast. That yes. was. Thank you, Brad. Aww, I feel we owe something <laughs> to that movie, yeah. Um, but we should because I'm one of those people who my, my husband is not – not not into horror, but he's just like eh. So we'll, he'll watch stuff with me, but he'll yep. be like sitting there on his yep. phone, and I'm like, it's not the same. I want not- someone who's really into it. I'm just picturing us sitting down to watch something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre together. Mm. You hiding your eyes. I don't know what you. I'd be have doing. popcorn. I reckon. Popcorn, and I just have this big grin on my face the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just picture like possibly. someone could paint that scene. That's how it would be. You'd have a pillow over your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> but let's dive let's down dive in. into foreign horror. Yeah. So, which movie, Shory, are we kicking off with first? I think we, we're kicking off with Ring. We're going to get, get into Ringu? Yeah. <coughs> Ringu stuff. Is it Ringu? Is that, am I saying Ring, it right? Uh, Ringu is, I believe, is the, the Japanese, Japanese title. title. Yeah. yeah, and then Ring is the English. And we are doing the- But we watched the Japanese one. I'm about to say, I didn't watch the wrong ones, did I? No, no. No, no, we okay. watched the <laughs> Japanese one. Was, yeah, uh, no, no, no. was Naomi Watts in your no, one? No, no, no. Okay. no. You, did, you um, watched the right one. I was about, were there subtitles? I was about to panic. Yeah, there were subtitles, <laughs> but I was about to panic because I was like, wait, have I done it again? No, if no, I no, no, no. It's just the Japanese versus the English title. Yeah. All right. So we are going – and so we're doing Ring, the Japanese version. Um, I would assume anyone who knows horror knows the story of Ring yeah. anyway, but it's a reporter and her ex-husband investigate a cursed videotape that is rumoured to kill the viewer seven days after watching it. And I'm not reading the one that goes – that is like a paragraph of – I can words. see. I can, well, yeah, and here's the thing, right? I have well. a VHS player in my home. I watch a lot of um, adult movies on yeah, VHS. We've, we've seen the cupboard. And yeah. the cupboard of uh, – the, the cupboard, cupboard of smut. cupboard of smut. <laughs> the cupboard and, of glory. And I was like, what a great – That's one of the titles. What a great way to discourage VHS sales. Like, what uh, a brilliant yeah. approach. Yeah, yeah. I um, So I picked this movie partly because um, – the Ring, which yeah. is the title of the American adaptation of this film, um, scared the ever-loving shit I've, out now, of me. I've never seen the American ah. version. When I when I saw the American version, honestly, truly, just scared the shit out of me. I couldn't sleep for several nights after really? watching it. Really scared me. And people always told me that they were like, "Oh, you should watch the the original Japanese one. That like, if if this one scares you, that one's gonna thing. really creep you out." So it's always been on my list. So I was like, "Right." This is a perfect opportunity for me to finally watch it. Um, and look. It's chilling, but it's, it's not it is, scary. It is very – look, I think there were parts that were scary um, and, and it was definitely chilling. Um, and But I I don't want to say I was disappointed because it was a very good movie, I, but I think I was disappointed because of the hype. Can I ask something? Hype kills films. Yeah. yeah. How do they compare? Because so I, I watched it with a friend who'd watched The American as well and at the end yeah. I was like – is it kind of scene for scene or not? So there, there are elements, right, that I think are the scene for biggest scene. Biggest thing is, is that when they find the bodies of the people who've watched the tape and they're all like disordered. In the American version, they're a lot more grotesque yes. and their faces are elongated. Yeah. Okay, cool. Whereas in this, it just looks like someone who's been scared which, to death, which, which is, I find creepier. I agree. Do you I, know fa- what? I, I thought that was brilliant. See, I, I find the American. I, and I felt really. And I haven't seen it, so I can't. Yeah, I felt like I feel like it's truly blasphemous to to say this because Japanese horror is so fantastic and Americans rip off everything. But I came away from this Don't going. Start about Kath and Kim. What? They they did a Kath and Kim remake. <laughs> oh, did they? It's terrible. Yeah, oh, yeah. heavens. It's got um. It's got Selma it. Blair. That's it. And oh. um. Oh my god. <coughs> anyway, the off casting topic. though. Selma Blair feels like she'd be right. The for casting that. was great. But yeah. The, the anyway, show was. We digress. <laughs> um, I did actually go away from this thinking. 
the American one's better. And wow. I felt, I felt awful. And that's the end of the uh, podcast. Uh, it's so been nice. To, thank you for listening. No, no, no. no but listen, I, I think the reason I feel that way is possibly I saw the American one first. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so I was completely unfamiliar with the concept of the movie altogether. Yep. So watch that. Um, and, and as you say, there is some of the scares are exaggerated in the American yeah. Film and I did genuinely find like the the grotesque scared faces fucking terrified me in the American film and they pop up really suddenly and you're like oh Jesus but with the Japanese um, one like the way they played with tension was great and yes. sound and too, sound again, the tension really and sound and also the lead actress was stunning yeah yeah like I was literally watching it I'm just like she's gorgeous yeah. like it was really it, it yeah. was just I was just, the minute she came on screen I was just like. Wow. And mm. and within this – it was just – I mean, it's great. Mm. It's a really good film. It's true. The it is chilling, a really the fear, good film. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to keep jumping back to the US one, but does Naomi Watts kind of overplay the fear and anxiety of, um, of I've only got seven <laughs> days, I've only got this much time, I've only – yeah, I mean, I, I, I suppose she I does a little bit. I feel like a in a bit. Western version, it's going to be a bit more overly. Yes, like, yeah. I, I would. I would say it. I would say it was, and I think. I think a lot of things in the Western version were um, exaggerated. So, for yeah. example, yeah. her, as you say, her fear and anxiety was was much more heightened. Um, the color scheme of the Western version, I don't know if you remember, Shuri. Very blue. It's it was very it was, green and yeah. grey. Yeah. Like it's this. Yeah, the, the, the tone is like just old TV type style and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it and that and I actually found that te- technique very um, effective in in the Western version. It like builds this feeling of kind of dread. Um, I mean, I do feel like even just in the way in you're describing it, mm. that maybe there's the elements of it, it absolutely plays more into Western audiences over exaggeration oh, of things. As oh, absolutely. Opposed to, so it wasn't that the um, the original that we're talking about now mm. didn't didn't nail or capture those bits, but f- for we as viewers that mm. are used to that kind of thing, mm. it takes you that time and moment to take. But that's one of the reasons why I love the pacing of this film. Yeah. Where it's really masterfully done, like where even where they – we've got the two girls at the start on mm. the, you know, with this mm. is going to happen. Now we obviously know what's going to happen and we don't see, uh, mm. we see them get scared and then the mo- movie kind of begins and, mm. and figuring out what's going on along this story mm. is within such a certain pace mm. that when even we get to the point where she's like, okay, I'm going to watch the video. Mm. Like, what the fuck? I know. I, lo- <laughs> because- I have to say I love those moments in horror movies because you it's one of those like uniting moments for audience members because I yeah. just knew if I was watching this with other people, we would all be going, well, no, why? Yeah. why? And well, then why no, are you I was showing watching it? this with someone why else. Why are you and- watching it with your ex-husband? Like why is that a choice why? that you're maybe, making? Maybe like, she wants to get rid of her ex-husband. But, and that's well, what I mean, like, maybe. I mean, I'll be honest, a part of that did dig into my mind. Yep. I was just kind of mm. like. What? He did kind of seem like a dick. I'm going to just oh, completely. put that out there. Completely, so, you know, yeah. I kind of – smack her in the face at one point too when she was freaking out a little bit and she gave, gave – like not a try to calm her down first. It was just a yeah. rah, smack. There is an inter- – yeah. like, I mean, Shit, it's okay. that thing as well, the interesting differences between gender roles and mm. gender expectations mm-hmm. in <laughs> Eastern and Western countries. So, um, yeah, the thing with gender roles is it just kind of – and watching that and its different portrayal mm. is really interesting and what that means mm. for the female protagonist mm. and the the way in which and, – and I actually prefer watching it this way to the Western narrative mm. where it's amazing how much it's – it's one of the things maybe watching lots of films in lots of different ways. It's amazing how much the role of hysterical woman – 
is mm. meant to be this defining character trait that gets them from A to B mm. instead of it just being I need to do this. So mm. it, I, for me, as I was watching it, I was like, in my mind I'm going, I reckon on a certain level the portrayal in the – and now I absolutely want to watch the US one. You should. The, the portrayal is is motivations a little bit more because that's that's something that the Western world especially put on women in I massive think so. ways. There's also like we talk about – you're talking about hysterical women. The um, Like we have Naomi Watts in the American version where she's a bit screaming and everything. And mm. then you, you, you can juxtaposition it with – Tony Collette in Hereditary, mm. the yeah. point where the where the daughter is killed, that's a hysterical woman. She's mm. screaming, yeah. crying, and that's mm. that's uh, that's not just a hysterical woman. That's hysterical anybody. That's yeah. how mm. hysterical to me is not. Mm. Oh my god, I saw a tape. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm. and this is, and that's the thing as well. Where I just, I, I guess, after watching, we're going to get off the US versus that one first. But after watching the US one, it is that hard <laughs> mm. thing where that's kind of where that analogy would sit. Yeah. And I think it's interesting kind of watching, like, yeah, having having watched both and thinking about um, genre tropes in horror, I think one of the, the common things that we see, especially in Western horror, is that, you know, a woman will have some kind of connection to um, the supernatural or something something unexplainable that's happening and the narrative t- tends to revolve around her trying to convince the man, yeah. trying mm-hmm. to convince, trying to convince and being told she's hysterical and eventually her hysteria, hysteria is really um, a, a a vehicle for his development as yeah. a character and, and he eventually has a moment where he is like, oh, and realises, yeah. no, she was right. And I think what's interesting about the Japanese Ring, and I've got to stop saying version because it's not a version. It's, it's, the, it's movie. the movie. Ringo, Ringo, Ringo. Um, but, but, yeah, I think what's interesting um, in Ringu is that, uh, you know, right from the beginning, it's not qu- – that, that that gender – those gendered roles are, are not quite as um, exaggerated as no. in a Western version because right from the beginning we discover that he also has a connection to the supernatural because he can kind of – read people's thoughts a little yeah. bit. He's got like he's – A bit of clairvoyance. Yeah. he's yeah. So we've already – the male char- character is set up. It's not quite as that that kind of black and white like rational versus emotional supernatural is not quite as stark. Like the, the lines are a little bit blurred there um, and she is not quite as but, hysterical But she as, didn't need him to save her. I think that's the other thing that I mm. love about this is especially within um, – it's also something very interesting within the Japanese stuff is really if you just put the bones in the right place or have something be found, mm. everything will be fixed is, mm. is such a interesting plot point. That I find there's, there's a lot about um, uh, like curses and folklore and yeah. rituals. Yeah. It's um, a massive part it. Seems, yeah, yeah, it seems to be a huge part of Japanese horror. <laughs> but she, Asian but horror she was, in general. Yeah. Yeah, we talk, yeah, okay. Something else we'll talk about in the next episode as well was built on that yeah, too. Sure, so yeah, yeah. A lot of the Asian horror seems to deal with – you know, urban legends and yeah. folklore mm. and witchcraft and things like yeah. that. And, yep. you know, but with the with the bones, when they find the bones in this one, mm. anybody who's watched Supernatural knows that you salt and burn the bones and that yes. gets rid of the ghost. That kills the ghost. Or charmed. Yeah. Or charmed. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Either, either one of those. No, <laughs> not, I no was the original charm, not the okay, reboot, yeah, not the CW one. reboot. Yep. I'm talking about the WB charmed. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You know. But, yeah, it, it, and, and that was one of the things that I liked is she wasn't bringing him along for the ride because she needed protection. Mm. Um, she brought him in because he had a connection to it and they had to – it was mm. about them – and they're saving themselves and their child. Yeah. So that was that was kind of good, but that's the thing as well. Like, mm. if you if you were told this is a videotape and if you watch it, you're going to die. Mm. Would you watch it? No. Fucking hell no. Like what? What? 
I just, sure. If I knew, if I knew that I could make someone else watch it and that would happen and would pass the curse on, maybe. Yes. Well, okay, and this is now you, we, you, we're like that's the thing of it. So if you <laughs> yeah. make someone else, so that was the bit at the end. And that, and like, yeah, well, I mean, that's really the the ending of the film. She discovers because because it it sort of gets to the end and and you know, spoiler alert: her shitty ex husband. Um, has has as I like to say, he's been ringed. Um, he's, I'm pretty sure that's one of the cupboards. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's in yeah, the cupboard. Sure. Um, he's been ringed. He's been ringed. Um, and she's wondering why didn't I get ringed? Like, what did I do? <laughs> we discovered the bones. Why am I okay? Yeah, what did I? And and she discovers the thing that she did that was that he didn't do and no one else did is she made a copy of the tape. Mm-hmm. So I guess the spirit of um, oh shit, uh, uh, Sudoku. It's not. That sounds like Sudoku. But I know, but I think Sadako. it is Sadako. 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 The spirit of Sadako wants to be able to continue to to just spread her anger and you know malignant. I do love energy. That, that it is that though. It's malignant energy. It's that yeah. anger. It's that that. Yeah, fu- she wants to continue to spread that. She's she's basically not content to. There's no happy ending or resolution or catharsis. Which for her. I love. She just, yeah, and I really enjoy that as well. Like I do like a horror movie that doesn't have just your typical wrapped up in a bow. Yeah, um, we're all safe now. End. Which I have to say, the Western version also didn't didn't yeah, have the, the they catharsis. Did. They, they, they went they with, did the, they same went kind with of thing. the same ending, yeah. which yep. was good. But it's um, that interesting choice where she puts in her mind, okay, now mm. we're going to I'm going to now go and kill my father, kind of thing. But she kind <laughs> of I mean, but I think in one way, you know, I get what you're saying. Like part of you watching it is like, really, you're not going to just work a little bit harder and see if there's another way you can deal with this. But then, on the other hand, it's like you. Well, you they, have, they've you, got a day. She's got a day. Well, yeah, and you have the motivation of the fact that her son's seen it, and yep. I think that really helps to make the her actions believable. But also, it's but like, there's something that I like about it as well, where you know, it's not like they're going. She didn't have a good relationship with her father, which is why she's doing this to him. She's explaining no. to him at the end where she's like. I need you to do this mm. and, and you will do this because you love your grandson. Yep. And there's yep. something lovely about that. Yeah. But the thing is, the too, thing it's is got, he doesn't there's need a deadline. To die. He can pass it on. Yeah. There's, but there's yeah. a deadline, too. Like they've mm. already taken so long in her seven days to mm. find the body and everything yeah. and find mm. the curse. Mm. She's not going to find another way. Mm. They don't have no. another option now. And, yeah. But why didn't, you know, why doesn't she just put it on TV? She's a reporter. Just stick it on, stick the tape on. Everyone watch that, this broadcast. But, but that you know, if you do a... that, then that won't that won't help. That'll that'll just spread. Like yeah, that, it'll just. Right. And yeah. that would have been a that would have been a Western ending. Yeah, that would have been a Hollywood ending. I quite yeah. like that. Again, we're talking about you know Japanese horror and perhaps more broadly Asian horror. But this, I think, a part of Japanese culture seems to be an acknowledge an acknowledgement and an acceptance yeah. of these. Kind the of spirits and the danger spirit, that is yeah. yeah, spirits that exist and co cohabit mm. with us. Like in no the one world. questions that it exists. No, it's just it okay. Does. It does, and it wants to continue on. So that's that. It, yeah. So that's we can't we stop it. So we have to. We have to. Yeah, she saves yeah. herself, and then might lock everything away. And with a warning, who knows? But yeah. No. So yeah. yeah. So I. I guess it feels like through this conversation, as much as we were all like, it wasn't that scary. We all obviously no, really enjoyed no, it. Though. I loved it. Like, like it's a, I, 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 I don't. I you think know. you're right. The hype of it mm. made us expect something. Like that. I was. I was like, we don't actually really see her come out of the TV till the end. Yeah. Yes. And that's a trope. Like the, we saw that so many times the year that the, the Western version came out. Saw that yes. everywhere being used left and but right. Scary movie. But, yeah. but, but I will. And I was like, even I, in the Western version in the movie, it, it's the same. You don't yeah. see that until. But, you see more of but that's the thing, though. <clears throat> do you? Me. Because there's tapes of her. So do we know why she was interviewed. put down the well? 
Because she was, um, she well, she kills that guy when they have yeah. a yes. conference, and yeah. so they think the guy's just like they uh, think they think this. she's evil and and just yeah. sort of out of control. She has a, a power that is beyond what they can control, and they believe that she uses it for evil intent. And I think the implication is that she doesn't. She's not evil. She was just trying to protect she's her just mother. That way. And yeah. <laughs> Um, she was just she was just trying to you know protect her mother and yeah. she can't control her power. Yeah, but I think in the Western version, I I feel no, like she's it, evil in the Western version because there are tapes of her the little girl. But, but also, it's her. not the father that kills her, right? In the Western version, I'm pretty sure it was her her mother who pushes her down the I'm well. Not, I, can't, I haven't seen it in years. But there's yeah. that video it. clip of her saying, um, "They're like, you don't want to hurt people, do you?" And she goes. But I do want to hurt people, and I'm going to, or something. Yeah, like it's something. Yeah. Some line she Again, says. Again, there's more. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, there's there's just more in mm. the Western version. Like, they they build in content that isn't. Like, there's a whole lot of different scenes. One thing again that I do I really like, and this is just from a nerdy, um, uh, I guess, transmedia kind of perspective, is that the Western in the Western version, you get to see the entire tape. Mm. So okay. in Ringu you see bits, very specific bits of the tape and you get this idea that it's this tape that is this mashup of lots of weird images. In the Western one they make a point of actually creating a, a recording and you see the entire thing and you can go onto YouTube and you can but watch the But it's also an um, Easter egg on the DVD as well. If you go to a certain ah. spot you can actually find the full tape as okay. well. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of thing, I, that's a nerdy thing that I find. Yeah, really, I do really like that. Um and I didn't realise watching Ringu, I was like, oh, you, you never actually see the see entire the thing, tape. Yeah. So that every time they capture it in another part, you're like, are you watching something new? Are you watching something? Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Is this an Easter egg? I think I have the opposite opinion. Yeah, sure. In that I think not showing the whole tape makes you think, yeah. shit, what else is on there? What yeah, else haven't yeah. I seen? Actually, and that's a good your point. Your brain fills in more of the, holy shit, this must be really intense. Or that's yeah. a good point, Whereas if yeah. you show the whole thing, it sort of takes away the power in a way. No, I and I, I, I well, it's, it's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And this I just really loved. Like, mm. it's oh, really it's brilliant. brilliant. It's, it's really – and I mean, was it chock full of scares every five seconds? No, but the tension building that's was amazing. Yeah, and I think creepy. when it was scary, it was, oh, it was, it was really good. Yeah. Mm. Like, when the moment at the end the where she comes out and you see her fucking eye and her – like, that's that's scary. That's scary. no one – no one does creepiness of this level like the Japanese. Yeah. yeah. I think it is a – and it's been done to death as tropes in other things yeah. now and, you know, the Western world has embraced it. But, yeah. like, there's this, there's but the, the Western grudge, world brings there's with it, I black think, water – or not yeah. black water, yeah. dark water, there's um, yeah. one missed call. Yeah, All yeah, these movies yeah. have this air of creepiness where it's yeah. not jump scares. Yeah. It's, mm. holy shit, I am I am – Tensing Escalating up with how creepy this is it's getting. Just, yeah, yeah. And, and that's exactly, and it's just golden. So yeah, 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 you're right. Like we, we, I think we all walked away loving this. Yeah, oh, it's perfect. And it's I, a and perfect I, film. I think you know, if you find yourself watching it and you're like, oh, it doesn't seem that scary. I honestly think it's because you know, as as Western, I th- I think Western audiences are spoon fed a lot of our oh God, yeah. content yeah, yeah. and especially horror. When you think about God, the adaptation, yes. we're spoon fed the scares. Everything is exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Whereas Japanese horror um, situates that tension and the scares within just a, an everyday context. Yeah. So they, they don't have to exaggerate the everyday with like this drab color scheme yeah. and, you know, really exaggerated acting and, and, you know, and it brings it into, and again, I think that reflects something cultural about this sense of like, sharing the world mm. and our space with, with the spirit world and with other entities yeah. yep. we all kind of coexist. Um, I will say one last thing about um, Ring before – I don't know if we're getting ready to move on. I think we are. I, I mean, I think we're going to say it. I do want to say um, one thing that 
was different from, and I know this isn't meant to be a comparison, but I can't help it because I've, I've seen both of them. <laughs> One thing that was different that I didn't realise and it made me reflect on the title of the film is I was watching it and realised at the end, huh, one thing that was in the Western that isn't in the original is in the Western film it's called The Ring, right, mm-hmm. not yeah. Ring. Yep. And that title clearly in the Western film reflects um, – when people watch the the video, they find themselves afterwards um, um, obsessively drawing a yeah. ring and drawing circles over and over again. And we discover near the end of the film when they watch get to the end of the tape, what they're drawing or they feel compelled to draw is when her name's Samara in the Western version, when one of her parents closes the the lid of the well onto her and she looks up and that's what she can see is, is the light? tiny rim uh, ring of light. How funny. Um, and so it's called The Ring. Yeah. And I re- realised watching um, the original, I was like, hang on, that's not in the original and it's called Ring. There is so not one the so ring. tiny bit, the so, little boy is drawing a circle. There is, but you know how I but, interpreted that as a cycle that never is going to stop? Yeah, that's that true. That was but my it me, take on it. Well, okay, mm. what I thought is – is it meant to be ring as in the phone? Because you get oh a Oh, my God, I could do that as well. So many yeah. different and then I'm just like, like how it- did this spirit even get onto a VCR? <laughs> like well, a VHS tape. Like I'm that. like the, the, clearly VHS wasn't spirit. around. I had two VCRs and they did yeah. the old school thing. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, that's you know, it. like I'm like, I'm, thank God the Western one didn't explain that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could you imagine? And then, that would have been very then, Western. Yeah, the, and then they so set Western. up the camera and – yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I was going to say, when we're talking about the differences sort of between Western and um, foreign horror, mm. probably a little bit, sounds a little bit controversial, but I think that a lot of Western horror is made for teenagers. Most mm-hmm. of it is made for teenagers, spoon-fed, like you were saying mm-hmm. before, whereas foreign horror is made for adults. Mm. Like it's not mm. a – Yeah, no, you're right. You know, you're right. people so in their right. 30s yeah. in some parts yeah. of the Western world are like, oh, you watch horror movies, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, right. over there, this – these movies make bank. These make insane yeah. amounts of money in the, yeah. in the foreign You are yeah. actually so, – yeah, mm. I think you're hitting you're that right, right, right on the head. Like, yeah. like we, I just watched um, Fear Street on Netflix, which was fantastic. Oh, yeah. it but it's was? not – it's okay. made for 16, 17-year-olds. Yeah. It is mm. made for the age of when you really want to get into horror. Well, mm. let's be real. I mean, they don't – like it's, we're not considered the demographic. Like no. in our very, very mm. young adult years, we're not considered the demographic that's going to be spending the money on this stuff even though we are. Mm. Like constantly mm. when they're looking at numbers and projections, it's about the young because they look at young people with disposable cash. You, they mm. look at older people with, well, you've got families, you've got a house, so you're not going to invest in this when actually it's the other way around. But you mm. think too, like you always look back at the movies that when you were a teenager – sort of influence what you want to watch later on. Mm. Like we grew up in the era of Scream. I know what you did mm. last summer. So yeah. I, I really like slashes probably mm. because that's what I grew up on. So I found more. Mm. If you grew up when The Exorcist was on, you might love religious horror. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's – Religion it, isn't horror enough. Yeah, it, it, it focuses you into whatever <laughs> – what your – you know, you look at people and you talk to people about horror and you say, well, what was your favourite horror mm. movie of all time? People say Scream or they say that. Because that they thing go, that they enjoy when they were young. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that really mm. lit the fire in horror – some mm. people will say, I love The Omen. You mm. go, well, then that's what you, you know, it sort of sits. So this sort of thing is, it. it's not spoon-fed. It's not, mm. you know, there is still very grey, which yeah. is what I really like yeah. about it. I yeah. don't want to be told mm. everything. I want my brain to I fill in it, gaps. You know what? I think it is, again, also cultural, partly, because mm. a lot of Western cultures, um, we struggle to um, accept and confront death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and I think – in, so in other cultures that is not necessarily the way. So, yeah. yeah, so creating horror that's quite um, dark in an adult way, that there's a there's a um, 
there's an appetite for that yeah. um, because it's it's not something that we're that they're afraid to confront. And I think something that you're also hitting the nail on the head with in regard to that as well is it's always about yeah yeah like there's combating death and accepting mm. death and it's also that thing of a lot of Western horror makes a point to make you think that that there, there is something and it might be something better mm. at yeah. the end of mm. end yeah, of yeah. life and when yeah. it's not that case in the foreign it's, yeah. could, this is just. This is what it is. Yeah. And when horror is created for teenagers in Western culture, I would say it's it's barely even about the confrontation of death. Like oh, horror, yeah, no. This is going to sound strange, but horror is designed to be kind of um, sexy and gratuitous. Yeah. And, and, it's one you know, of the reasons why I love it. Slumber yeah. Party Massacre too. Yeah, yeah exactly. So sexy. <laughs> I but re- it is. I mean, look, well, I, I, I think I, but se- <laughs> sexy just like horror, like with everything else, sexy has a lot of different levels and tones to it. Yeah. And, and sex and sexuality is mm. often weaved into a lot, lot in regards to it. Yeah. But it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. when I say sexy, I don't mean literally – I don't mean it in that, in, that literal, in, in that literal sense. In I mean it in the sense of like Gary really kind of gratuitous yeah. depictions of bodies yeah. and yeah. bodily fluids, but whether that's in a horrific yeah. way or a sexual way, and often the two are Yeah, like, I'm married. Yeah, the, yeah. But the, it's also the, you know, I picture a lot of it as the it's the drive-in, you take your partner of yeah. choice, you sit in the drive-in. You like horror movies, they might not, and they get scared mm. and you put your arm around them, and then it, it that's where the sexiness comes from. Is that into how well. like this is how, how babies married, are made. Right? This is how you got married. <laughs> that wasn't our wedding day, but <laughs> if I could have got married at a drive-in, I would have, though. Oh, my God. Fun. Don't give me these ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I just need to find a boyfriend. <laughs> All right. Okay. So on that note, <laughs> no, seriously, if you, if you find a boyfriend and you decide to get married at a drive-in, at a drive-in. I better be invited. Oh, one. Like, of course you're invited. I have two rules. Okay. One of them is that there are going to be – it's it's smorgasbord food only. I'm not doing any kind of table service. Um, and I don't know what all the smorgasbords will be, but there will be a massive one for Smorgies. antipasto. <gasps> so a lot of cold meats, a lot of cheeses, yep. and then another one for dessert just like um, yes. Steve and Cal's wedding. Yes. Mm. Yes. Which I'll edit this out of Fab. it, but I've just got to say for the context of it. So they had their wedding and it was mm. just like smorgasbord, smorgasbord. It wasn't big enough in my opinion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we might keep this for the end. It was the night we got um, to go to Hemsworth and too. No, well, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. and, um, anyway, back anyway, to yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but they obviously for sure, they had very, they made sure they were vegan, mm. vegan. And it was like these fancy little tubs of dal, but mm. um, the waiters couldn't find him. And right. Shory was like, so every time Shory would be like, oh, I've got to go and find where my food is, yeah. he would yep. go. And it was like a who's on first, what's on oh second. Oh, my God. Like, and it happened for yeah. ages. And then it was like an hour and a half. Wasn't Amy pregnant? No, we had. she just had Lods. Yeah, yeah it was, was just there. there. And it was like an hour and a, it was just like, come on. And then we finally found the waiter that had been looking and mm. it was just going around in circles. And they were like, oh, we gave it to someone else. And and then it was just like, um. And then they were just like, well, get back in there and make some dal. Because <laughs> yeah. like, all you have to do is find the right vegan yeah. person. Yeah. Because yeah. Amy Good was, God. you know, post- Partum and breastfeeding yeah. and mm. hungry. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. they were just like, get back in there and make more dal. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. like, make it right now. Fair enough. That's, we paid for that dal. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. It's hilarious. But yeah, it's funny. I mean, God, if only we were moving from that into raw, but still. <laughs> no. But we're not. I, I will watch it eventually, I think. But I will. Uh, but it. Uh, context. Actually, Look, maybe. it's, it's for me know. in world films. When. when <laughs> We'll, I'll edit this down, but it's the thing that I do with world films where mm. I go, I don't want, I don't want Bend It Like Beckham. I want like yeah, extreme. And, and it's because 
I spent my youth watching SBS for any kind of queerness, mm. and you'd watch these really intense, ridiculous I, I films. I used to watch it a lot too, but for well, different reasons. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But breasts. <laughs> but it was like. <laughs> Full frontal. But that's the thing as well. We, it'd just be this one little moment in a film where there just might be two boys look at each other and mm. I would, that was like, there's a bit of queerness, cool. And I would watch this extreme film about all these other elements mm. and I just love the medium. Mm. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, shall we jump into the next film, which was a little less endearing, I'm assuming that's the one we're going to do. Pan's Labyrinth? No. Oh, what, what are we? Are we doing Ringo and Pan's Labyrinth together? I thought that's oh, what you sorry, wanted yeah. to do because there'd no, be yes, more to yes, talk yes, about. Yes, yes, cool. Yeah. All right. All right, so Pan's Labyrinth uh, in the fa- in the Phalangist Spain of 1944, the bookish young stepdaughter of a sadistic army officer escapes into her eerie but captivating fantasy world. I mean, that's that's a brief description. I, I did a bit more reading, so I need to add in a little proviso. No proviso? Caveat? Addendum? I don't know. Say a thing here. Uh, <laughs> that basically, <laughs> unfortunately, I was not able to watch Pan's Labyrinth. Mm. Yesterday when I was watching all of the films for today's recordings, I uh, it was on – I had I check in the morning where everything is. It's mm. there. I'm ready to rock and roll. And I chose to leave this till last because I've watched that one scene with the guy with the hands for the eyes that is now on Star Trek Discovery. And um, – I was like, oh, yep, that's going to – and I've, I, it used to – in my youth, it was all, that scene was always played in gay bars for some reason. It would just you be on youth? in the background. How old is this movie? I thought I mean, this movie was only – I'm not that old. Mm, yeah, right. 15, no, but six. I mean – It's 15 years ago. Yeah. Oh, when you say youth, I think like when you were fucking 12 or 13. Going to gay bars? No, well, well I wasn't going to gay yeah, bars then, but I was. confused. <laughs> I mean, isn't youth like 18 as well? Hang on, how – Oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> hey everyone, Dean here. So, spoiler alert, I haven't actually had a chance to watch Pan's Labyrinth yet. Um, editing podcasts, who knew, takes a little bit of time. And especially when we're doing a daily one. And even though when we started I got ahead, it's been a very, very, very busy week. And I'm literally editing the podcast at the moment on the days that they come out, which means all my talk of watching Pan's Labyrinth in the future is currently null and void, and I still haven't watched it. Shame on me, but you know what? We're still getting two great films, so yay. We're getting into semantics. Numbers, age, I can't do math. Age is just a number. Uh, So I actually had it all set to watch and was going to watch last, and then when it came to the last film to watch, it was nowhere to be found on any streaming services, Mm -hmm. to the point that I messaged Em, I I was like, guys, how do I find this? Mm. Was getting nowhere. I then uh, logged into every anywhere I could find in any other country, I would log into that streaming service and try a five-day trial, Mm. and then it wouldn't be there. So for for some reason yesterday, it disappeared Mm -hmm. off of all streaming services that I could find. So unfortunately, Unfortunately, mm. I'm a backseat driver for this mm. recording. But, but that's okay because you're going right. to find it so and watch it. Just now. like last time when I hadn't, I watched the wrong film. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a funny story about me. Well, yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, where I watched the wrong film and you're just going to get a little recording of my opinion at the end mm-hmm. uh, and I'll make sure it's short because I do love to talk. <laughs> um, so I'm backseat driving in this one, but it is that really interesting thing where, especially with foreign films, trying mm. to find them on streaming services is hard. It can be really hard and it's it's a real shame. Like w- once we, we started to realise that 
um, a lot of these films were really hard to find because another one we wanted to look at was The Orphanage and I'm gutted that we couldn't find yeah. it. Well, because that, yeah, because which that looks is amazing but this is also what's movie. really funny. So there's another film called I know. The Orphanage I that saw, I, I, I came across. Um, I came across the one no, that you started watching. And it was like it's a film about kids in Afghanistan <laughs> yes. that are like taken into an orphanage and are trained to mm-hmm. be – Soldiers in the USSR, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, "When <laughs> does this get scary? When does yeah. it? I mean, it, it, it's it has Bollywood. We have okay, we have a chat right where there's conversations going left and right. And remember when we were trying to pick a new one outside of Raw, and mm. I was re- I was having a crazy busy night, mm. so I threw it back to the two mm-hmm. of you, mm. and you were talking about something to do with a musical, the yes, happiness yes. of the categories. Okay, so this film is it has it's. In Afghanistan, but it also has Bollywood film. Mm. Um, so, so it has Bollywood moments. So it actually has musical things. So for the first forty minutes, I thought I was on the right track. Oh, you watched forty minutes I, of it. I, oh, it, I got Dean. the last twenty minutes, and I was like, I'm clearly watching the wrong film. Oh, um, you poor thing. And I was like, because I kept waiting for anything to really happen. But I was like, well, this is the musical thing, and the title's the same. <laughs> and surely, so I think we need to start also putting the year after we do it because I was and I, I literally was like, at forty minutes, oh, there was God. another Bollywood moment. Moment. And then I was just like, and they went to the USSR and played chess and then came back and one of them was a chess master. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? You know what we need to do? When when each of us picks our three Links. films, send yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or the trailer or something <laughs> yeah. like that yeah. so that we're all very clear about what we're going to watch. I just love that I'm the one that screws up every time. That's, that is also funny. I mean, but anyway. I mean, there are, to be to, – in context with this chat, there are days when we don't hear from Dean. Emma and I will have three oh, days of conversations oh, and then all of a sudden there'll be a absolutely. message going, hang on, what are we watching again? I see the messages, but I'm like, I'm like, and t- I see them pop up in notifications. If there's nothing, if they don't put Dean, hey. Oh, for I'm like, sake. No, but it's only because it's always when I'm in the middle of something and I'm like, yep, cool, cool, cool. It's never, if I'm sitting on the couch, I'll respond. You know now I'm going to I'm gonna do that for every message, even if it's nothing to do with you. And I'm Hi, just Dean. like. But my favourite like, bit then is getting into hey, the Dean, car. Hey, Dean, sorry, have you yeah. blah, 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 Hey, Dean, sorry. Blah, my favourite bit is getting into the car and then hitting, um, reading the message yep. and then the car voice reading oh, the amazing. list of unread messages in our chats to the point that in this at the end of the thing I'm just going to put a little bit after I do oh, my yes, review I'll just put do. a recorded audio in my car of the car voice just going and Shory said <laughs> and Emma Badao said <laughs> oh my god yes please please we need that anyway back end. to the film anyway Pan's <laughs> Labyrinth um, this you? Oh, yeah. are you going to make noise I, with your mouth? I'm, or I'm, I was waiting for you. <laughs> oh, you're just sitting there with your mouth hanging open. I'm going to say something a little bit controversial. Don't you shit on this I, film. I think this movie is brilliant. I think I like <laughs> Guillermo del Toro as a person more than his films. Okay. Because I think his, he as a, a person shouting out there for the horror genre, especially world cinema and everything like mm-hmm. that, I think he is one of the greatest people in the world. Mm-hmm. I think again with the with Ringu, mm. a lot of the hype kills his films because mm. I I saw Pan's Labyrinth after it had been through the cinema run sure. and people were saying it was the greatest film ever made and rah, rah, mm. rah, and I went it was good. God, I didn't hear that much hype about it. Yeah, and it was the same oh, with yeah. um, the Shape of Water. I haven't the, seen that. The uh, the fish fucking film. Yes, yeah, I haven't the seen fish that. Fucking film. <laughs> I have I have a meme that's him accepting his Oscar and it says. Um, I think you've thank sent you, me this, actually. Thank you for something about my fish fucking film. You're all sick freaks. <laughs> I haven't seen, I'm going to have to watch that one now. Yeah, um, but I think it's just I, lo- I love him. I think he is mm. a brilliant person and, you know, we, we have another movie coming up that he was an executive producer on and mm. he's an executive producer on a lot of, especially movies coming out of Spain and Mexico. Mm, mm. 
And I think he is a an unbelievable champion for the horror genre. Mm. I think, but I, and, I, and his films are great. Mm. Every now and then, I think it's a little bit of style over substance. Really, but I think he otherwise, like, I mean, he was the perfect person for Hellboy. Mm. But I, then I also think mm. they're not great films. Yeah, okay. You know, I think he makes beautiful films, and I mm. think. Pan's Labyrinth is one of the most gorgeous films I've ever watched. It is, yeah. It's visually an absolutely stunning film. But I think, yeah, I think he, he they're all very similar in tone. Yeah. In it's this, And it's a very depressing time in Spain. Absolutely. And so his films can be very depressing in that regard. See, this, yeah, it's interesting you say this because for me part of the reason I love Pan's Labyrinth is that I find that it's I, – I actually think it's an incredibly – intelligent and layered film. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot to it beyond like, yes, it is, it's beautiful to look at and he creates this, he has this way of blending reality with um, the supernatural or yep. fantasy world, which is very, is very artful and, and very, very gorgeous. Um, but I think this film, the way the subtext of the rise of fascism mm-hmm. um in, in Spain and the, the way that the journey of the characters reflects that that struggle that's happening in the real world at the same time is really beautifully done. Um, so um, I guess, yeah, so I guess for, for people who, if you haven't seen this, because I think we're sort of just diving into me. it. But I will say, yeah, I will <laughs> say this is one of those movies where it does help to give a, a little bit of a, not not a full on overview of the plot, but a little bit of a more detailed description because it is a little bit. Even complex. reading up the plot, which um, I did, I was like, yeah, "Wow, it's yeah. yeah, it's a lot." So mm. it it really it centers around um, the daughter of um, a woman. So so this woman and her daughter are sent to live with um, a commander um, in the Spanish yeah. military. It's, a, it's the stepfather. Yeah, the stepfather. He's this horrible, sadistic I'm not um, joke this time. No, don't. He's this horrible, <laughs> sadistic character, um, and they, they're sent to to live with him. Clearly, both like n- not happy about it. Yeah. There's a sense that they don't have much choice in this. Uh, she is the mother is pregnant with his child, um, and she already has a daughter. Um, and the story revolves around her daughter being visited by supernatural um, entities. It sort of begins with a fairy that visits her and leads her to this fawn character, yep. which is kind of um, somehow a little bit scary and grotesque and uh, but also somehow endearing. Yeah. It's this Everything I've seen from the film, balance. it's this amazing mix yes, between yes. the two. It's, it's, like, it's, 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 yeah. it's a Jim Henson – in my mind it's Jim Henson inspired. Well, this is, like, this yes, is where, yeah. it's where the, I remember watching really chilling, like Dark Crystal and all of that. Yes. There's beauty and fear. Yes, yes 100%. Yes, exactly. and, and Del Toro yeah. is very much like on that level as well yes, with Jim Henson yeah. in creating these – like not so much that he's a special effects guy, but mm. so much practical. Yeah, and I am. Yeah. I, the, I want yeah. practical effects over CGI yeah, every yeah. day of the oh, week. Absolutely. So much, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the yeah. fawn, all of the practical effects, but the fawn mm. is this amazing creature and character that's created in this film. And I mean, essentially, if you want to boil it down, that the, the film revolves around this idea of this old fairy tale, this um, old myth about. Um, the the queen of the underworld who becomes mortal is trapped on earth um, and dies or or is it her f- but yeah she dies and then she is resurrected in the body of of a human and the the fawn who who represents the king of the underworld is convinced that the, this daughter yep. Ophelia is that reincarnation of of the the what will be the queen of the underworld and so he approaches her to go through a series of trials in order for her to 
go back to the underworld and and reclaim her throne. And really that series of trials um, is kind of, we see this play out in parallel to the very real horror of what's happening in her world around her with this very sadistic stepfather who kind of represents the fascist regime in Spain that's happening at the time. I did a bit of like reading about this actually just this morning because I was fascinated by it. Um, And yeah, it's fuck like some of the, the, I can't friend like French, whatever that word was you were struggling with. uh, It's based off the name of one of the political leaders. Yeah. One of the, one of the political leaders at the time had really close ties with Hitler and like was, um, you know, like a fuck ton of people were, were executed and it was just a horrible fascist regime that um, was in power from the 40s right up until the 70s um, in Spain. So this this film is meant to kind of capture the very real horror of that happening at the time. Um, And, yeah, and at the same time you have this very beautiful but horrific journey that that she she goes on, um, that Ophelia goes on to try and make her way to the underworld. and I do want to talk about the scene. So this, for, is for this my scene? So we scene. we were talking beforehand where mm. it was like I go, I've always watched that scene, and for me, it's a scene with the guy with the hands for the eyes the and pale don't man. eat the things, the pale man, yeah. and that's the one that I constantly like. I was at a gay bar and it con- they'd be like, here's a Steps video, here's Scissor Sisters. And then when they just have songs playing and they'd intercut it with interesting things, they would have that scene. Why? Oh, because because it's like you don't want to just have pictures of hot people or this and that, so don't, you go for a juxta- juxtaposition. I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm trying to understand. And that's, that felt Somebody the number of times. And, you know, when you've had too much to drink, it's fine. But when you've maybe have, had an edible, it's a whole uh, yeah. different. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and you're listening to some music. And I would, I think Do my brain. Do not have an edible and watch Guimara del Toro films. Well, no. no. But my brain would be fine if I heard some Evanescence while watching that. But when you're hearing pop music and like steps up. and and you're seeing Seeing that, it's just the juxtaposition doesn't work for my brain at all. I don't know why, oh, but man, my, my, would... my brain just went straight to, I feel so oh, untouched and I want you so much. The, the like unofficial that Australian that anthem. I, um, I'm just picturing Dean in this, in one of the bars from, uh, what have we watched? Uh Oh, cruising, cruising. No, I'm this talking about. Bass I'm, music I'm not talking staring about staring at a screen while the pale man's on screen with his eyes just. No, bugging well, I'm, out not, of his I'm head. not talking about the lead. I'm talking about like gay dance bars. I'm and going by what I've seen of gay bars. Yeah, which is the cruising. <laughs> and I think, I think, understandably, that the so I think that that is definitely a standout moment in the film. Like I remember well, when. Can we just say Doug Jones? And that's pretty much all we need to say. Doug Jones is he plays the pale man and right. the fawn. He play. He is a god of practical. Yeah, uh, acting. The, he's incredible, yeah. and he, the body acting is is amazing. Yeah, he yeah. is just one of the yeah. greatest of all time, yeah. and he's and one it, of those people that will get an honorary Oscar because he'll never win one for his acting, but yeah, he should yeah. have an Oscar for his acting. And it is one of the famous scenes from the movie. Like, yeah, I remember after it came most. out, you saw heaps of scenes of of you know with the the hands going yeah. up with the eyes. Mm-hmm. For those who haven't seen it, it's this oh, really grotesque yeah. um, pale man, like I wish skin, I was that uh, hairless, it's the slender man without his suit on. It's hairless and he looks like just 
it's kind of a skin sack. This yeah. just kind of grotesque skin kind like of hanging alien. off like him. Almost like an alien. Yeah. And he has like no, no sort no of no eyes. sort of eyes. Um and he has these horrible these hands that are that are resting on a table that have these grotesque long sort of black nails. And when he is disturbed, because he's just sitting there, and this is part of what's so terrifying about it, he's just sitting there frozen. And she is warned by the fawn when you go to retrieve the the dagger from the lair of the pale man, do not eat anything on the table, no matter how tempting it is. Do not, do not, do not. Um, and because she's an idiot, um, she does. Um, she she eats a grape and the, the – well, it's one of those moments again in films where you're like, for fuck's sake. But of all the things you're going to eat, it's like watching the video in Ringo. It's like, come on. Well, it's like, but of all the things you you're going to eat – you seeing the fucking terrifying things sitting there? But you're told not to eat anything and you choose a grape? Yeah. If you're going to if you're gonna fuck yourself over like this, at, at least, least do it good. for a, just for a drumstick. For cake. goodness sake. Anyway. But it's like um, that's the fairy tale element of it too. It's Alice in Wonderland, you know, yes. drink me, drink well, me, eat it's, me. It's, it's all that sort of stuff. Resisting temptation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's kind of sitting there with his hands on the table and the fairy's trying to warn her, like, don't, don't eat. And she's like, bugger off. Um, <laughs> and she, she <laughs> eats so a grape and he suddenly like, <gasps> like kind of jolts. And then this, this horrific scene, he kind of puts his hands up with palms facing out in front of his eyes and he's got eyeballs in his hands and then he can see her um, and then, you know, she has to escape and But the funny away. thing is why he needs to put them there, I don't know. Like you can just well, do this. But yeah, and he does later when he's chasing her, he just puts, holds his hand forward to yeah. kind of see where she is and he's kind of this very – um, it's very abject horror. This this kind Probably of awful way of perspective off too. It's yeah, it would. Like be, yeah. It would actually, yeah. which is maybe why he kind of staggers the way he does, mm, and why true. he can't chase her very quickly. No depth um, perception. But it's very. It is very horrific. It's a, it's a very scary scene. Um, and I I realized again. I'm I'm more impressed with this movie after reading things about it that I didn't realize in terms of um, what Del Toro. Um, added into the film deliberately. So in the scene where she's in the Slender Man – fuck me – where she's in the Pale Man's, the Sorry, pale man's lair, <laughs> um, there's a scene where it pans across to part of his kind of dungeon and you see a pile of um, shoes. They look like children's shoes. That was a direct reference to um, the – the fascist regime's connection to the Nazi concentration oh, wow. camps. Um, yeah, and he he's actually – said in an interview, Del Toro has confirmed that the the pale man um, is meant to be a metaphor for the Catholic Church um, because Whoa, the Catholic wow. Church I think I really was, need to watch this again and The again. Catholic Church was <laughs> incredibly complicit in oh, the fascist regime. Yeah. Um, and he, he says – I'm really excited now to, yeah, to be watching it later after hearing yeah, you talk yeah, about he it. He says that um, – so Del Toro says that one of the things he found the most terrifying when he was reading about this, the history of this this time in, in Spain was how complicit the church was and how much they uh, endorsed and allowed these things to happen. And he saw the pale man as almost like – uh, representation of how the church will literally consume innocence and consume wow. youth in a very um, destructive and horrific and abject kind of way. I'm glad that's not still happening. Mm, I know, right? Um, let's move away from that. But, but, but even like all the food <laughs> at the I table, it, even all the food at the table is meant to be a metaphor for how you know they they're so gluttonous in their own riches and their own yeah. access to wealth and resources. Um, and withholding from others. Like yeah. like there's a scene at um, a dinner table where they're talking about rationing food in, in Spain for the commoners as they're eating this massive yeah, banquet. banquet. Um, and apparently, I didn't get time to look this up, 
there's a scene at the table where they have a priest there or a representative of the church who says he's saying something about the rationale for 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 the you know um for rationing the food and or cutting it off apparently his what he says at the table is a direct quote of a something that a member of the catholic church said to people in concentration camps um in spain during the time of this fascist regime like word for word and i was just like whoa okay this movie is doing a lot more than i yeah, realized I I it yeah. was like but and i it, think yeah. i mean I, and even someone who hasn't watched it yet but i've always felt like that's part of the narrative of this film yeah like, well that's it i mean yeah. you can't watch this film and not realize that like the the fantastical elements are, are a metaphor for the political um, struggle that's happening in Spain at the time and, and the, the fascist regime and all the people involved in that. Um, back to a more, back to a more kind of just yay fun, <laughs> awesome things in this movie kind of conversation. I wanted to say, okay, so earlier Dean was telling us that he's like, oh, I didn't get to watch it, you know, but I did, I have watched the scene over and over so again. So what was your scene? Yeah, and I was like, ooh, there could be a couple, but I think I know the one you mean. What do you mean? And then Dean was like, oh, the pale man. And I was like, oh, that's not the scene for me. So what so, is M's the scene? Okay. The scene for me is when the um, – because it's just such a – it's just like, ugh, like you just feel so good and like screaming and cheering at the screen when the the woman who's one of the – maids in in the house um has been helping ophelia it turns out she works for the resistance um she's been helping ophelia and she gets um she gets caught by vidal and he's tied her up and he's going to torture her and she manages to get out of of the where she's tied up and she stabs him um several times i'm sorry dean that's um, fine no no but she, there's no i'm not worried about anything being spoiled it's not okay. a concern or not an issue because i've also i did reading to make sure cool cool cool, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah she stabs him several times but then and you'll remember this she, she puts and you'll probably be surprised that this is something that i'm like yes she puts the knife in his mouth and it, and for a moment it, she's just kind of hovering there and she's holding it there basically to stop him moving and she's like fuck you i can't yeah. remember what she says but it's a very like fuck you moment i'm escaping and it's in his mouth, and then she goes and flicks it out to the side, absolutely oh. like slit. And it is Joker, oh my Joker, god! Joker. Oh, when, you see, Joker, yeah. when you see it, like I yeah. watched this at the movies, the whole audience is like, oh, like, yeah. oh, but at the same time, like, yes, <laughs> it is so satisfying. Yes. And then she, it's just, I think I just, it's such a fucking satisfying scene, and it's, I think because the. It reduces him to such a vulnerable state yeah. and he is such a sadistic and controlling character and it's just so incredibly satisfying it's to see. It's always good to see someone like that get broken down. Yeah, yeah. and especially a, a powerful sadistic man broken down by a woman who has been neglected. and Because half the reason he doesn't even realise what she's doing half the time is because he, he doesn't even – She's invisible to him because she's just a woman. She's just a, yeah. you know, and and that moment is brilliant. And then there is a moment later which is equally as <gasps> that he actually sews up like his own. The side I can't of his wait mouth. to watch this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. and remember when he um, oh fuck, that's right. He sews his mouth up and puts a patch over it, and then takes a mouthful of whiskey and swishes it around to to, to yeah. um, oh, what's the word? I don't even to, like doing um, that with an to ulcer. Clean, to, to clean it, and you disinfect. just see him wince, and you can't help but like oh, like wince with oh, him. It. It's 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 just yeah. That's the, that's yeah. the kind of 
gore or violence in in horror that I can I can really enjoy because it's very closely tied to an important it's a bit part of the story. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's and it's not just a kill. Like this is very. Um, it's a very important plot moment as mm-hmm. well and it, it tells us so much about the characters, even the fact that, you know, he's constantly trying to maintain this, you know, bravado, this masculine front, like he just, well, yeah, I'm just going to sew it up myself. Yeah. like. But even still it shows his flaw now. He has a flaw where he's yeah. supposed to be this big hulking man who is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Now he's got a split open face. Well, there's a flaw in your, in your armour now, mate. We yeah. know exactly yeah. what's going on. And it's so. very visible. It's mm. very clear, yeah, visible it's, to it's everyone all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, and, and it was, I think, really um, demasculate, emasculate. I always forget which I one. I think it's emasculating. It's demasculating. No, it's emasculating. Like like yeah, and it was very emasculating. De- and deliming a kettle. No, you're, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's you're right. Emasculating, it's emasculating. It was very, I think, emasculating for him. And I'm sure – This is God, also the I'm, first and only time I'll correct M on any kind of words because – No, no, I always more. get those two mixed up. Um, yeah, as I remember what someone once said to me, no, if you say demasculating, it's almost like you're turning the masculine down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Good point. That's a, yes, emasculating. Um, and you could – look – I'm not saying this is my reading of it, but I'm sure that you could go even further into that and, you know, draw a connection between, like, the slit and and a vagina and the idea of really emasculating him in the sense that it's, like, creating, you know, a vagina on his face, is essentially, that he has to <laughs> – Dean's like mm, – I haven't seen I it yet, know. so I'm like, <laughs> um, now that's all I'm going to be thinking. Well, I mean, I'm just – I'm saying that because I think that gender – is an important part of this yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like I've just done a lot of talking. I was about to say, because, sorry, anything <laughs> sorry. I bring to no, 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 I adore this movie. No, but it's all been awesome. Like, yeah, I adore this but movie. I think, and, like, it makes me want to watch it again now as well because yeah. like, I know the film and, like I said before, but now you're giving these extra layers to it. It's sort mm. of making me go, I need to watch this again and probably a, a, again after that to make sure mm. I get it all. And it was what, one of those things where um, – I appreciate a film that makes me learn something yeah. about a, part, a, a yeah, time yeah. in history and a part of the world that I knew nothing about. Yeah, like mm-hmm. because to because I was interested because I, I'd seen it before already, so I didn't rewatch it, but I kind of reread the plot in detail just to kind of remind myself of all the touch points. Um, but I've seen it a couple of times, and I thought, you know what, this film is so complex and layered. I'm sure there's a lot more built into this than I'm aware of. Yeah. So I made a yeah. point of reading up about it, and then I was like, oh, holy shit, there's a lot going on in this film. And I love a film that will that will you know I'm such a nerd that will force you to learn. Yeah. Um, I think about yeah. Horror in general is like that too. There are mm. a lot of horror movies. Like you can, you can look at it for so, even something like Texas Chainsaw Massacre has some stuff yeah. in there as well. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of the you know the filmmakers who made films around those times were really mm. saying something about something going on at the time as well. well. Most a lot of genre films in general yeah. do that. Like they are reflecting some kind of you know. A f- I think most good films are, are very, very rarely just a film. Yeah, yeah. like they're, they're very rarely just a story that someone's farted out. Like it's yeah. some kind of. You know, <laughs> Wish I could fart out a multi-million dollar <laughs> making movie, right? Um, funny. This is like funny tidbit. Um, a good friend of mine uh, worked on the team that designed Del Toro's home. Wow, oh, his home. I've seen photos of his mm. home. I want to live there. Yeah, he's an architect, and um. God. Yeah, I remember when I went and visited him years ago in Austin, Texas, he was telling me, I don't know how it came up, but maybe we're talking about one of his films. He was like, oh, yeah, no, I've met him. I worked on, you know, wow. I was like, the fuck? If, you, if cool. you haven't seen photos of his house, you can find them online and it is, 
it's like my dream home. <laughs> I uh, could move in there right now. I feel like I wish I remembered the name of the company that my friend works for because I could do a little shout out like, <laughs> hey, if you're in Austin, Texas and you want a you home mm. built for you that looks like Del Toro's <laughs> home, you've got a few spare it's million dollars to <laughs> – Oh, look, I've got some somewhere. <laughs> to, I haven't finished cleaning. To yeah, throw yeah. at the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm expecting a bag of cash to fall out of one yeah, of these yeah. walls. <laughs> um, so I'm very interested to to hear your little bit on this, Dean, once mm. you – once you sit down and watch it. Which um, I guess for our listeners is going to be now. Yeah. yeah. So, right, so here, I look forward to hearing it now. Here's what I thought. And then I'll just end the app. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to end it. Has this podcast got you hankering for more nerdy sci-fi and horror content? Or maybe you're just really enjoying getting a woman's perspective on pop culture. If that's the case, check out my alter ego Geek Maven at geekmaven.com where I dive into and take a critical lens on some of my favourite pop culture content. See you there. Well, even though I still haven't watched the film, I hope you're all really loving the podcast. We've got more foreign horror coming your way tomorrow, but feel free to hit us up on our socials at Pod of the Damned on Twitter and at Podcast of the Damned on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you and hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as we are making them for all of you. Mm-hmm.